Hello and welcome to another episode of the When Wrestlers Act podcast. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm joined today by my good friend Colin Cox. How are you today, Colin? Hello, John. How are you today, Colin? Very well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we've just watched what I can only describe as Friends Series 5, Episode 24, the one with the UFC fighter. It's American, John. It's Season 5. I yeah all right we'll we'll keep that debate out of this. <laughs> um, this episode, I think it's the first episode of Friends I've ever watched all the way through. That might sound unbelievable as someone who grew up during the nineties, but I kind of avoided Friends like the plague. Yeah, I don't think I've missed much. That's you really <laughs> haven't. Uh, I am. Um, I have watched not many, but enough episodes, and they don't get any better. No, no. I mean, um, this this episode starred um, former WCW superstar Tank Abbott, who, um, from what I understand, he was brought into WCW for a short while as a um, a legitimate opponent for Goldberg, and then I think they kind of dropped the ball with it, and yeah, he he went. Well, they put him in a feud with um, three counts. Really? Yes. Oh, the the, the wrestling boy band. Yes. With, uh, who did it have? Did it have Shannon, Shannon Moore? Yeah, Shane Helms. Yeah. He wanted to join, and then he feuded <laughs> with them when they wouldn't let him. Fair enough. Guess so, who invented that um, storyline, Joe? I don't know. Was, it, was, was it Vincent Vincent Russo? Vincent Kennedy Russo. Yeah. Ah. Oh. I, th- I think I think Vince Russo gets a lot of, lot of stick as a writer. I think uh, I think he does. That's because he was fucking awful. Nah, he was a genius. <laughs> he was a genius. He was. I think just... he'll become a genius. I, I think I think he was a genius <clears throat> who. Um, I, I think he was a, a good person to have as a wingman. <laughs> no, seriously, hear me out on this, right? I think I think Vince Russo was good to have as a person to feed you ideas. And then you need a filter. So he has some great ideas. You know, he he's he kind of came up with the character for The Rock. He developed the Steve Austin character. He developed uh, Mick Foley's many characters. You know, he's he's got a, a lot... There's a lot we can give him credit for. Um, Most people can write a character, but a storyline... You know, yeah. maybe that should be a bit easier. All you gotta do is use a little bit of reason and logic. Ah, well, it's just a diff- different storytelling <laughs> style, isn't it? Um, so anyway, this episode, as I say, starred Tank Abbott, who he was more famous really for being a, a UFC. I think he was a UFC champion, maybe. Um, um, I don't know if he was a champion. He was certainly a fighter. He had a fight against Kimbo yeah. Slice once. Yeah, he's not the kind of person I'd like to mess with. He looked like he looked a bit like. Um, I don't know. He looked like an inflated version of Goldberg. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he just looks huge and had a had a bit of a um, neo Nazi beard going on, and he's probably got like uh, you know those those tattoos with the funny funny squiggly crosses and things like that. So this episode opens up, and you've got the friends. They're sitting round in a coffee shop called Central called Perk. Central Perk, which I think is a play on words because. There's Central Park in New York, and because we get lots of shots of New York, and um, there's a park in, in New York, isn't it, called Central Park? It's not the best-named park I've ever heard. Yeah, and then you get perked up by coffee, so if you put those together... See, I always thought it was to do with percolations. 
Yeah, how coffee percolates. Oh, right. No, because it's perk with a K. Yeah, I know, but... I mean, yeah, maybe it does bring that in as well. That's, you know, it's a very, <laughs> very clever, subtle... subtle well, name. if it's got us debating it, it yeah. must be. They're on this sofa in this coffee shop, drinking coffee. Monica, who's the Courtney Cox character, she's she's got a big announcement to make, some big news. And but we uh, don't hear said announcement until after the music because... Yeah, we get a... I suppose it's a cameo appearance by um, the late, great Robin Williams. And the unfortunately not late, great Billy Crystal. Yeah, so um, Robin Williams, you know, the star of Toys, Toys 2, Lost in New York. He was there putting on a really kind of crap, I don't know, like Eastern European accent. And Billy Crystal, I think, was his therapist. I think that was the, I think he was the his, gimmick. I think he was just his straight man. Yeah. And and Billy Crystal, what was it? He, he said his wife had left him for the gynecologist because you know he had the access. <laughs> so that was a joke, and it, we knew it was a joke because he had the canned laughter telling us it was a joke. So no, no, they had real laughter for this one. Was it real laughter? But they're Americans; they'll laugh at anything. What, what you mean? That it was filmed before a live studio. It audience? was be filmed before a live studio. <laughs> it was be filmed before <laughs> before a live studio audience. So after after this was filmed before people who found this hilarious, the Billy Crystal character admitted to Robin Williams that he was the one sleeping with his wife. And then one of the friends, I think it was what was his name? Joey? Was it yeah. Joey? Was it the one who Was it was it Shan- Chandler? Chandler? Chandelier. Yeah. Was it him? Or was it No, it wasn't Ross, because Ross Ross is Davy Schwimmer, and I know yes. him from Kirby Enthusiasm. Is uh, it um Matt? You LeBlanc no, or the Matthew the Perrys? No idea. One of the, one of the funny guys, whoever's the one who comes out with the funny lines. Ah, that one is Matthew LeBlanc. Okay, so Math- Matthew the Blank, he turns around and goes, Oh, so are you the, the gynecologist? Hang on, I'll do it again, because you need to get the kind of... It's like you have a rising inflection when you ask a question, but this Oh, was, that was, that was, was Chandler, more. he's the one who's, who has so, the... Um, Rising inflection. But it was like throughout the sentence, because, you know, you ask a question, you go, how are you, Colin? Yes, and you're, that's um, Chandler. That's, I think that might be the reason why so many twats in the world use rising inflections. Yeah, because his rising inflection, I, I, I did the rising inflection at the end of the sentence because that's where it's meant to fucking go. This this guy that's here where is like... to go. Yeah. No, it, and he was like, so are you the gynecologist? I don't know. He, he, he kind of... Every part of the sentence had a, had a upwards and downwards inflection, and it was, you know, forwards in, and and I hated him. Yeah, that's uh, that is Chandler who does right. that. Okay. I always remember that Chandler was the one who basically couldn't talk. Right, and then um, what is it? The, the 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 Billy Crystal and the Robin Williams they have a um, an argument. And storm off. And, st- and, and Robin Williams storms off. Is it too soon to hate say that I fucking hated Robbie Williams? Robin Williams. <laughs> and Robbie Williams. I but, don't like Robbie Williams. I'll but Robin Williams. Is it too soon? He was... Oh, I found him so irritating. Did you not like it when he spoke really fast? No, no. I just couldn't understand a word he was saying there. <laughs> that was his rhythm. That was of course, he was amazing in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it was... Solid. What was it? It was all right in that one where he was like, my captain, my captain, jumping on the table. Oh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> he was great, Mrs. Doubtfire. 
And Mrs. Doubtfire 2 uh, Cruise Control. Yeah, you know, they're actually were going to make Mrs. Doubtfire 2 and then suddenly disappeared. Yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> no, he was, he was in that one. Maybe the, that's why dead, he killed dead himself. Poets, dead Poet Society. Yes. There we go. Don't stop speculating about why he fucking killed himself. You like the Daily Mail? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm angry tonight. I don't you know are. why. I've been ill all week. Is it this ear infection of yeah, yours? Yeah, I've been ill all week and... and uh, and that puddle that you're leaving that's coming out of your ear. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that stinking, skanky pus that's <laughs> tra- been trapped behind my eardrum all week, yeah. So, yeah, this... this The scene then ends. Yeah, we're back back to Earth, back to friends. The scene ends. We go, oh, Monica, what was your news? And Monica goes, oh, I can't remember. Because they were being nosy. They were, they were listening in. To be fair, the other two did just jump on their sofa. And they were being loud and obnoxious. You can't help but listen in. You've been in Weatherspoons. Oh, yeah, yeah. And next we have the credits. And oh. the, the song <laughs> the song for this show. This, I, I, I seem to recall in the 90s, this was like, a, it might have even been a number one hit for a, bra- a band. I'm thinking we're called the Rem- Rembrandts or Rembrandts or something. The Rembrandts. My God, that song was awful. The nasal harmonies and just... Oh, bloody awful. They're like, they might be giants, but crap. They might be giants to some alright stuff. Yeah, hang on. Quite like, like, like that one they did about the bird birdhouse in your garden or something. Yeah, that's a that's a great track. Bird, birdhouse on your sole of your shoes. Yeah, and then there's the Markham in the Middle song. Yeah. Oh, that, that was... Actually, let's, uh, let's just say they did the birdhouse song. <laughs> But, um, yeah, they might be giants. They did that song. The Rembrandts, they just... Oh. They did that one. That one. Yeah, with the, with the claps. And um, next, Monica says to the friends, oh, yeah, my, my boyfriend, who's called Pete... Is it Pete Pecker or Pete Becker or something? I think it, I think it might have been Pecker. Yeah, he, he's he's going to be fighting in... The Ultimate Fighting Championship. And then everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, Ultimate Fighter. That's like, uh, you know, the most brutal, nasty sport you can do. The, you know what the rules are? There are no rules. That was a good line, but there are rules. Yeah, there are rules. Because he went and quoted a couple. Yeah. There are no rules, but you can't eye gouge or fish yeah. hook. Or fish hook or go for the crotch or... Yeah. Or you can't do what they call a football kick. Yeah. Monica's all all worried now about her, her Pete Pecker. Because obviously he's going to get his ass handed to him. Maybe she should see a doctor. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Because it sounds like cock. And then there's a, there's a little clip, little scene of, of um, Chandler. Chandler? Chandler? Chandler. Yeah. Him at work. His boss may as well be um, kind of circa 1996 Vince McMahon. With yeah. the big, big yeah. hair and dodgy blazers and yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Maybe no, maybe more about ninety nine. It was still commentating in ninety six. Yeah, no, that's what that's what I'm thinking okay, of. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of bef- you know when he was still still um, <laughs> a, a, what, what's the a broadcast colleague rather than a broad, uh, broadcast journalist. Yes, he was he was one of one of the broadcast colleagues. I'm here at this time with superstar Randy Orton. <laughs> My God, I can't believe they employ people to do that. The... And they still get it wrong. Still... Well, it's not that they get it wrong, they're just... Bad yeah. at it. They're, they're... Like, just how good Mean Gene used to be. Yeah, so you get this 
quick clip of um, Chandler in, in the office and his boss smacks him on the arse. And Chandler is confused. Um, he's being sexually harassed. That's after Chandler makes a skit behind his back, but he happens to hear it. Oh, oh you've got a great sense of humour. And uh, says bing and slaps him on his ass. Yeah, he goes, there's, there's, remember there's no eye in team, but there's two eyes in martini. Booyah! In my like. office. That was hilarious. So next we have Phoebe um, talking to Rachel and saying that she's got a friend called Bonnie and she wants to set up Bonnie with Ross. There's a dog across the road from me called Bonnie. Yeah, little little um, kind of tiny Jack Russell thing, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. She's adorable. She is. She's a great little dog who, who always tries to steal uh, my dog's toys. <laughs> Even though my dog's Labrador and about... Uh, Probably about 20 times a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's clearly, there must be a backstory to this. Rachel and Ross used to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I think they end up marrying at some point later on. Okay, and Rachel's a bit kind of taken aback by this. She's <laughs> like, oh, well, um, what's your friend like? And uh, she goes, oh, do you, do you not remember Bonnie? Um, you, you met her at a party two years ago. What's she look like? Oh, she's medium height, medium build, bald head. Oh, bald! Yeah, yeah you can yeah. fix him up with her. Yeah, so she she seemed fine with that. She might have been someone with alopecia or cancer. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, that's great. That's uh, I mean, yeah. let's fix him up with the freak. Yeah, no, wasn't wasn't very nice. My experience of Jennifer Aniston during the nineties was through those. She was in these really annoying kind of. I don't know whether it was hair dye or hair shampoo. Shampoo. Yes, because she's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was in these hair adverts because she had amazing hair. And she would look really gormous at the camera and say, here's the science bit. So she she always used to grate on me. Always used to really grate on me. But in this, I thought, oh my gosh, she's actually quite hot. <laughs> you probably thought that in the <laughs> No, well, I don't, I don't know if I did because I, I never, as I say, I never really gave it heed and just was annoyed by the, the existence of this show in the 90s. So, yeah, she's, she, she's... she had a permanent smear, though. That's oh, all right. She always looks like she smelled a fart. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I thought I, th- I thought she looked good in this. So, yeah, thumbs up for Jennifer Aniston in this. Yeah, thumb sort of on its side for me. Well, next it cuts to essentially a boxing gym. You've got Monica's saying that she's scared and telling um, Pete Pecker that she's um, she's really worried about him and goes, "Oh, do you know how brutal it is? Do you know all this?" and um, this Pete Pecker guy is, is working out and um, Monica goes, oh, well, you know, after you've had this workout, maybe we can have a workout. You know, she's basically saying, when you come home, we're going to have sexual intercourse. <laughs> and I, uh, thought, I thought they were going to do some uh, calisthenics. Yeah. And then this is this is a great line. It really was a good line. The, um, the Jeff from Wayne's World character says, no boom boom before big fight. So then she says, well, how about just a boom? So is, is that a euphemism for fellatio or just a bit of a fumble? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Next we have the lovely Rachel meeting Bonnie and um, it ends up that she's hot. Yes. She's got hair. She's not bald. And, I, think, um, I think she used to be some sort of hippie woman, this Bonnie, because they talked about how she now wears bras. So I think I think that was that was funny. A bit of backstory there that we'll never know. So Rachel is jealous. Yeah, this Bonnie is attractive, and she she kind of gave the okay to set 
Ross up with yeah, her. Yeah, it's all right for Ross to have subsequent girlfriends after her as long as they're less attractive than her. That's the gimmick. And to be honest, most of them probably will be. Next, we get another kind of scene of Vince McMahon, <laughs> circa 1996, giving um, Chandler a good spanking. Yeah, so his colleagues are, are waiting outside the office and like, you know, he never spanks us. Oh, I'd love a smack, you know. They were, they were jealous of Chandler getting um, sexually harassed, essentially. Yeah, I think Operation Nutri would have a field day. Yeah. He should be in there with Dave Lee Travis. No. I don't want to. I don't want to see him on anything. <laughs> it just kind of cuts to the octagon. So this guy's. Yes. This guy's. What he started training for UFC. Maybe it was a bit different in the late nineties. The but they um, just let anyone. In. They just let anyone in. It's like yeah, See, I, I he was wearing a gi. He, and he had a, a belt on. What, col- a, what color was that belt? He had a white belt. Oh, he had a white belt. Yeah. I don't think there's any martial art that has a white belt as it's as a high grade. Well, it could be like in judo. You know, like in judo, how the, the top belt you get well, in the, judo. In judo, the top belt actually is a white belt, which was only ever worn by Dr. Kano. There we go. So, you know, maybe he's as good as judo, uh, judo as Dr. Kano. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's it. He's, he's answered it. This is where we get the appearance of Tank Abbott, or Dave, as he's known to his friends. <laughs> now, what struck me about this is this Pete Pecky guy, he's a bit of a scrawny git. He's, he's quite skinny, quite tall. Um, I thought he was quite muscly. Well, he's, he's very lean. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Yeah. Tank Abbott comes out and he looks like a tank. I think, yeah, I think Pete Pecky, he looked like a small wrestler. Yeah, there was a, there was a real kind of weight disparity, let's say. I don't know whether UFC didn't have weight classes back then. I'm no. assuming he would have done. You know, it's a it's a combat sport. You you don't put a what a three hundred pound guy against what a uh, say two hundred and one eighty. Yeah, two hundred pounds something like that. So that yeah, this tank Abbott guy, he comes in the <clears throat> octagon in the cage. He does a bit of a Brock Lesnar style smirk. Oh, they have the announcer of um, the octagon as well as Bruce Buffer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's there, but he's not a wrestler, so we don't care. Yeah, and then Tank Abbott basically picks up Pecker. In an almost like as if he's going to give him body slam, and, and then sort of runs, and then him. runs into the cage on one side, runs into the cage on another, and then that's the end of the match. I think it just kind of cuts away. After this, we cut to a bit of a heart to heart with Pete. He's you know he's looking a bit disappointed that he's he's lost his match, but Monica's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm so proud of you. You've done really well. You've done your dream, and now you can like you know you can. What did she say? Like you can, um... you can look back on this. Yeah, you can look back on this. It's like, what do you mean look back on this? Am I the UFC champion? No, that's what I want to be. <laughs> I want to be the UFC champion. And again, Monica's like, Ugh. I like his logic there, though. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he was he was talking about his his business and he's he's got some product. I can't remember the product's ni- name, but it had a number at the end, and the number was like eight six five, I think. Yeah. And he was like, well, you should have seen blow the let's call it the Pecker Machine. Yeah, you but... should have seen Pecker Machine number one, that was blah blah blah. And Pecker Machine number two was blah I'm blah. I'm going blah. to Google Pecker Machine. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Or at least keep safe search on. Uh, you watch you watch that that website will already be taken. And it will be some like weird fetish site. Next we get Rachel. With Ross, played yes. by David Schwimmer. He has a really annoying voice. 
Yeah. I know we have an annoying voice as well, but we're not being paid a, a million pound per podcast. Yeah, you might not be. But, uh, no, the um, David Schwimmer, he he sounds a bit like Kermit. I think that's probably quite fair. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Rachel's asking Ross about Bonnie, and um, I don't know, this, this bit, I thought, until this point, Rachel's delivery and everything was, was quite good, but I thought... She really acted here, and it came across as kind of really phony. Her attempts at sounding jealous but not jealous didn't work for me. Yeah, I sort of switched off. <laughs> Next, it cuts to Chandler. He tries to confront Vince McMahon about the smacking. And he, he basically tell, tells him tells his boss that he's uncomfortable with his bum being smacked. He says, you know, the, the, other, the other employees are jealous as well. He goes, oh, I get you. I'll get you. That'll play into something later. You'll mm-hmm. see. Next we get Rachel and Phoebe. They seem to be walking around an empty New York street. And Is there such a thing? Well, clearly, yeah. They look in a window of a restaurant. I think it was a restaurant. No, no, it was uh, central percolation. Oh, I forgot. So this guy, I just assumed it wasn't because would you go, oh, yeah, second date. Let's go to the coffee shop where I go every day. Have you ever seen an episode of Frasier? Yes. There you go. Does He doesn't take them on dates into the thing. He he meets the women in there, usually. Mm, uh, fair point. Apart from the one episode, I, I seem to recall where he's starting... He goes on a date with a... Um, Ross sets him up with a, a woman golfer, and then Bulldog cuts in. That's so. depressing. <laughs> so I think uh, that, that episode is an exception, and, and I think that proves why... Why you shouldn't meet for a date at your kind of normal, normal place to have a coffee? It'd be like I don't know, it'd be like me going to the cafe Nero, you know, just around the corner from where I work, and I'll occasionally go for a coffee there. Or a bit like me going saying, "I go to Waitrose and have their free coffee every day." What can I take them for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not only that, we're both married men, and I'm sure our wives would be uh, terribly annoyed. I usually go with my wife. So. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, date night. <laughs> yes, yeah. we go for dates. Morning breaks. Yeah. So they're they're watching Ross and Bonnie, and there's a, there's a bit of jealousy, and Phoebe calls uh, Rachel out on this. She she cuts her a promo and says, uh, "You know, I thought thought you, you and, broke up with him. Yeah, you broke up with him. He's I supposed thought, to be his friend. Don't you want him to be happy?" And she sits on the floor, and they're they're kind of sitting together on the floor, and they sit on some ants. So they have a serious... It's quite good because there's a lot of scenes in, in Friends that I've noticed, well, for, judging from this episode, where they're having a serious conversation. You know, it's getting a bit kind of meaningful. And then they end every scene by sitting on ants. Yeah, or like a joke, you know, something kind of... Ha, ha, ha. So but It's a bit like watching an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, which we might have to do at some point. The... Um, yeah, okay. What happened tonight? I'll I'll explain. <laughs> we weren't gonna I wasn't gonna bring this up. <laughs> but we've um you know We, we watched were... an episode of Friends because we were supposed to watch an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but John managed to get the wrong episode yeah. of Sabrina the so, Teenage Witch. So I'd, I'd read on um something that she it was what was it, Billy Gunn was in <laughs> series four episode Seven. seventeen. Yeah. Of um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I got Sabrina Series Four Episode Seven. Didn't think we watched the entire episode, and we were just like, "Ah, oh, where's Billy Gunn?" <laughs> and this episode was 
Bloody awful. It was. Hey, we should we should just review it anyway it, as a bonus. It had Melissa Joan Hart in a tight sweater for the whole episode and some milfy woman in a tight sweater for the whole episode. And that's a review. It was fucking shit apart from that. <laughs> it was dreadful. <laughs> but I think it was made more dreadful by the fact that... We wasted 20 minutes we of our lives. We wasted life. 20 whole minutes <laughs> of our lives watching that. You know what I mean? And then wasted... 20 minutes watching oh. this episode of Friends. No, because it's productive. You know, we've got we've got a podcast out of it. Oh, we, that's true. I mean, we, we could maybe review that. We've as got a... a podcast out of um, a 30-second appearance of Tank Abbott. There we go. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I did one with uh, Dean the other week, and there was a 15-second appearance by Mick Foley, so, mm. yeah. It, should, it shouldn't be called... It, maybe, maybe we should change the name of the podcast to, like, When Wrestlers Do Cameos or... Yeah. yeah. It doesn't quite have the same ring to it, though, unfortunately. I think we need to watch something like Santa with Muscles. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's a few options for the Christmas episode. I mean, yeah, by all means, listeners, send us a tweet. Let us know at WWA Podcast what we should review for our uh, Christmas episode. And just start it with the hashtag what WWE Podcast. Oh, wait, no. WWA Podcast should review for Christmas. Just put hashtag WWE Network or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So they... Then your tweet will never get read by anyone. Oh, exactly. <laughs> hashtag where's our network. There you go. Hey. I'll get the UK fans uh, having a cry. Where were we? <laughs> Blimey, that was a bit, of a, uh, bit of a tangent there. They sat on ants and that was the end of that scene. I, th- uh, I think they should sit on more ants. Yeah. I think if, if they ended every scene with somebody sitting on ants, that would be I think what they should have shown was a close-up of Rachel removing the ants from her ants. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know, I, know, I know you've got a, uh, a fetish for women removing insects <laughs> from their arse. You know? No, it's women putting insects into their anus. This is a family-friendly podcast, Colin. Oh, right. You're getting edited out. You're getting... <laughs> Edited after that. You shouldn't dangle the hook. I didn't say worm either. You shouldn't dangle your worm in front of me, chap. Uh, it's just gone off a cliff, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Okay. So, next then, getting back to Friends, after the Sabrina the Teenage Witch detour, we cut to Pete Pecker in a neck brace. You think, oh no, he's been really beaten up, he's in a neck brace. And the camera cuts down... Both his arms are in casts. He's, and his upper body. His upper body's in a cast. He's got a spinal thing going on, apparently, which we don't see, but he, he mentions it. And he's, yeah, he's he's been beaten up, but he's not going to stop. And he says, ah, oh, you know, if if um, if there was a fight tonight, I'd be in. It's a bit like that, um, that Black Knight from the Monty Pythons film. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, ah, oh, his, his hand gets chopped off and he's just a flesh wound and, yeah. Monica says, okay, it's your fighting career or me because I don't want to see you get hurt. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to run away and not support you. I don't say that I blame her. I care about you too much to see you get hurt. So I'm going to leave you. Yeah. Well, I want to follow my dream. You know, it is a bit of a cuckoo dream. Yeah. And, uh, and to prove how much of a crappy dream it is, as she's leaving, she said, he says to her, can you write this on a note? I'm not sure I'll remember it tomorrow because of all the painkillers. 
as I say, you've you've had this serious breakup, you know, emotionally charged, intense bit, but then it's devalued or you know, kind of made light. I thought own. it was a serious request. He really is doped up. No, I know it is a serious request, but the live studio audience thought that was hilarious. So, well, you know, a lot of real life is hilarious. We go back to the Chandler at work scene. Now the boss is smacking everyone's bottoms. Yeah. Apart from who's? Apart from Chandler's. And then Chandler's well, like... Well, Chandler gets a firm handshake off him and some genuine warmth. And then uh, he goes, you want me to smack you, don't you? He's like, yes. And then he smacks his bottom. And says, get out of here. Yeah, that was funny because all along he wanted to be sexually harassed by his boss. And then as the end credits are on, the friends are all gathered round watching... Um, Mr. Pecker getting the shit kicked out of him again in another fight. There's a good line there saying, well, you broke up with your last boyfriend because he wanted children and you didn't. Looks like Pecker doesn't want, uh, won't be having any at all. Oh, oh, oh. I think he got a kick to the bollocks or something. Yeah. So, and they were like, oh yeah, he's, he's had his... that, that might have been his first win though. He might have won by disqualification. Yeah. Well, he got he apparently got stamped on his neck in one of the matches as well. So. Yeah. So he's done three matches in the space of this and episode. He, and he won one of them. Right. Let's assume that he won that last one. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's um, one and two. I'm just thinking, like, the, the schedule... You it's know, maybe four fights a year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, or, or, like, even less if you're someone like GSP or whatever. So mm-hmm. I wasn't convinced by, by the UFC storyline anyway. So were you convinced by this episode of Friends? Would you watch it again? I didn't dislike it, to be honest. I thought I would hate it. I didn't dislike it. But I didn't like it either. Would you put it a, a, on the same level as Third Rock from the Sun? No, because the episode of Third Rock from the Sun that we reviewed a few weeks back, there was some... It had that bit where they went firing people. It had genuinely laugh-out-loud moment in it. Genuinely yeah. funny moment. But this... it also had that really annoying, skinny thing who pulled a weird face and yeah, always but... walked around like he'd just but shit it, himself. It... Honestly, I'd I'd rather almost those extremes than this, which was it was fine. You know what I mean, it was inoffensive. It was air, wasn't it? It was just kind of flat and there. And was there anything that made me laugh out loud? It is meant to be a comedy, isn't it? That's I, that's the thing. I remember chuckling a couple of times. Yeah, there was like a, a bit where it was like, <laughs> I did chuckle that a little was, bit when right. um, when Chandler wanted to be spanked all along. Yeah, yeah. So that that you know, but that wasn't like. You're sitting there cracking up. This but there was a line of um, no boom boom. How about just a boom? Yeah, that's okay. Honestly, if I'd have reviewed this about 10 years ago, I would have just ripped it a new one. I would have just hated it. And I think that was because I just assumed I hated Friends. I don't hate Friends. I just don't care. It's... Parenthood has mellowed you out. Parenthood, what the film starring yes. uh, Steve Martin? The film and the act of parenthood. Oh, there's just you know. I you used to be angry. Oh, oh, I have expressed some anger in this podcast today. <laughs> You've heard, you heard a bit of. That's anger. only at me though. Why did it? Why I can't remember. Oh. I was angry at you. It's all forgiving, Colin. Doesn't okay. matter. Doesn't matter. I've mellowed out <laughs> in my old age. So yeah, that's the end of the episode, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Um, yeah, the, the usual plugs, Facebook, Twitter, WordPress. Is there any other ones? Audio, boo. 
It's all WWA podcast. Have we got a Yahoo group? I don't know. That's your job. I want you to set up a <laughs> Yahoo group, a Bebo page, and a, um, what's the other one? A MySpace. MySpace doesn't exist, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. I don't think it does. It does. Ah, oh, excellent. I had, to, do I had to look on it the other day. So. Right. Just to, They're just, coming soon now. Just to, just to see if um, some of my old music was up there, and it is. <laughs> so there we go. Um, do you want to plug that? No, <laughs> not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to work out how to delete it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd forgotten all my login stuff. I, I think it said something like I'd last logged in in like 2006 or something, so... Um, like everyone else. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't two thousand. It was set six years ago, so two thousand and eight. Yeah, we're on we're on the social medias. To be honest, the one we use the most is the Twitter, and there's a Facebook which feeds from Twitter. But please click the like button and go onto the iTunes and give us five star reviews because that helps boost us up in the rankings and all that stuff. Um, and it's free. There's no advertising yet. No sponsors because. You know, nobody wants to sponsor this bag of crap. So, yeah. have, you got, have you got any Yorkshire tea? <laughs> I do like Yorkshire tea. Yes. <laughs> Wonder if we could get them to sponsor us. Yeah. You know what? If they paid me in tea bags, I would plug them every time. Yeah. I um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next time we'll be back. Something. We'll Maybe re- we'll review the actual episode of Sabrina. That we were supposed to review. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Right, anyway, thanks for listening and uh, cheerio.